Welcome everyone to the Breast Hustle Podcast, where we talk all things women, women in business, leadership and women's health. Hosted by Rachel Whittaker, owner and amazing inventor of the one-handed bra, Bra Easy. A podcast where she shares her journey on building a lingerie brand with a difference. And now, here's your host, Rachel. Welcome everyone to The Breast Hustle with me, Rachel Whittaker, and I hope you've been having fun listening to my other podcasts. This is podcast episode number three. Uh, Yep, we're going to keep going. There's so much to talk about and I haven't even touched the surface. But at the moment, I'm thinking about, you know, how inventive my kids are. And I'm so proud of them. They, I think they really love that entrepreneurial spirit and they want to invent things too. So from a young age, they were inventing things like words. And I encourage that. So we've got some rather bizarre words that we use at home that aren't in the dictionary. They're not in a thesaurus, but I think you can get the gist of them. The first word that we usually love to to, uh, talk about is craptastic. So that is anything that you buy from a $2 shop and it's crap you have to have. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's stuff that you probably don't use for very long and kids love it. Kids love it. The other really funny word that we use is sminky. So that's a combination between smelly and stinky. When you can't decide, sminky is your word. And I'm just going to leave that one with you to have a think about. Yeah, that's how it goes. So some of the other topics that I wanted to talk about today were, how do you know if you're an entrepreneur? Do you have that inventive and inquiring mind that wants to know and wants to change things? And do you see opportunity? I... I sort of reflected over my life and thought about how many times I was trying to invent things as a younger person. Um, I've tried to invent things for clotheslines, for sink tops, for chopping boards, for, oh, the list goes on really. There's not a, a time when I don't look at my life and I think, why hasn't somebody? And then as soon as I think of that, I think I have to find the solution that's part of the reason and that's a little bit of my journey as to my mindset and that that I'm always looking for opportunity and to invent something that's going to change people's lives and make it better because that's really what drives me. So I guess I probably need to explain a bit more about my journey on why I invented a bra that you can put on with one hand and that I still don't understand why nobody had done it up until now. So it surprises me when I went looking that I couldn't find anything. And so you might remember that when my youngest was nine years old, Jamie Lee, she was diagnosed with a major brain tumour. She had an adult brain tumour and that the survival rate for that tumour was not great. It was something like 23% of kids survive from these adult brain tumours and obviously not without any treatment. Um, no treatment and there is no life. So when Jamie was nine years old, she was diagnosed with a, a brain tumor. It was called an oglio-dendroglioma. This brain tumor was growing fast and Jamie was having seizures. So we took her to the medical professionals and they reviewed her and initially we were told it was actually a psychological issue. 
and that she was having panic attacks. So we took her to a child psychologist and and over the period of a year, Jamie progressively grew worse. Her seizures grew more frequent and more damaging in that they would make her throw up. So she was losing weight over the journey. In the end, I was sick to death of nothing's improving here and it was stressing everybody out, including Jamie. Jamie couldn't, didn't feel like she had control over her body. So I took her back to the doctors and we got her physically examined with MRIs and an ECG, no, EEG, which is the brain electrocardi- electrowaves. And they discovered at that point that she had the brain tumour. So we had a really hard choice to make and we said to Jamie, Jamie, you could have the surgery and you could die on the table. You could have the surgery and the brain tumour could still come back. But if you don't do anything, if we don't do anything, you may have only six months more left to live. And she wanted to do the surgery. She wanted to live and try. So we... We spent the next 16 hours in surgery. She had tag teams of neurosurgeons working on her and teams of people to keep her alive during that time. The tumour was attached to an artery in her brain. So when they took the tumour, one of the major three arteries in your brain started to bleed. That then created blood on the brain, which creates that stroke. And so Jamie had what they called a deep brain stroke during the surgery to remove the brain tumour. Over the period, we were able to uh, take her to treatments and, and we tried chemotherapy. Um, the chemo didn't work for her. It just made her blood come out of her pores. So we had to go down the radiotherapy path. That was pretty much our only choice left. So we did that and she had every day for six and a half weeks, these machines would beam radiation into her head where the tumour was. She had the maximum amount of treatment that she could possibly have anymore and the effect on her brain would be she doesn't remember how to breathe. Her brain wouldn't remember to take a breath. So that was as much as we could do. We were so, so lucky that that treatment worked and Jamie was able to continue on and grow. Now we've had lots of other problems that has come out of the treatments that she's had and we deal with those on a daily basis. Uh, Jamie is very bright and looks to the positives always and how she can grow and be better. But during that stroke, what happened was it actually affected her left-hand side of her body. Now, Jamie was a left-hander when she used to write, so she actually had to learn to write again with her right hand. It took time to learn how to speak, how to walk, how to use the limbs that were functioning um, and that was a lot of physio and OT therapies that we were going to consistently, including doing stuff at home to help her get as, get as, be as good as she could be after this stroke. So when, this is a long journey, uh, we took five years before we got the all clear from oncology to say that Jamie was clear, clear and free of the cancer. And that was a moment that we, would breathe a sigh of relief for every year we would go to these MRIs and get tested and think, has it come back? Uh, it was a horrifying and I can't imagine from Jamie's perspective how she must be feeling. And so we would provide a lot of support always because 
to have so much happen at such a young age was so traumatic to her, but she's still a really positive kid. So when Jamie was 15, we'd finally gotten past all of the cancer and, and finished all the surgeries that she'd had, of which there was, I, I don't know now, I, I think it's more than 50, I don't know. It's been so many surgeries. We, I realised that because Jamie's had this stroke, that she couldn't use one of her hands, that she was going to struggle to put on a bra. And all of, like I've said before, all of the ladies in our family are quite busty. So I figured it is going to be a problem for her at some stage in the future. And so I wanted to find something that she could use that gave her that independence. And when I looked, I couldn't find anything. And I thought that maybe, like, I just wasn't really good at the Google searching and and for, for I don't know how long. I even got to the point where I started to Google Google patents to find out if there was something that had been invented that perhaps wasn't available to us in Australia. That's when I found there was nothing. And I thought, well, I need to go and invent a bra that she can put on with one hand. And surely there's other women who are struggling from the same thing. There's times when you, you know, hurt your wrist and hurt your hands and hurt your fingers and broken arms and frozen shoulders and the list goes on. So I invented a bra that Jamie could put on with one hand. She loved it. My mother-in-law, who had two frozen shoulders, said to me, can you make me one as well? And so I did. And that's when I started to realise that there's more women out there that need this product. So I actually need to invest in this and make it something that all women can use. And that was the start of Bra Easy. And that's why I invented the bra. It was not to make a lot of money <laughs> to to uh, be a, a billionaire because the lingerie industry is a 42 point something billion dollar a year industry. So it's an interest it's been an interesting journey. Fashion is not my thing. I'm an IT nerd and that's the space that I live in. So it's been interesting for me to have to dive into this designing of a garment that had to have different functionality than anybody had seen before. And at one stage there, I had someone who, who looked at my website and said, what makes your bra different? Because they couldn't see the physical difference. So the bra was so beautiful and looked so normal that it didn't look like an adaptive bra. But it is. And so it's been an exciting journey and I love working on the business and I love hearing back from all these women that have been, that have brought our bras and had a life-changing experience because they've got their independence back and that's a beautiful thing. And so if you're struggling with putting on a bra, why not try a bra easy bra? I'm going to give my business a plug because their bras are so good. We've actually got a sports bra coming and I'm super excited about that one this is going to be the best sports bra around because it all has our patented functionality side opening. Not front, not back, side. So it's been, yeah, like I said, an interesting journey and I've invested a lot of money to get the business to where it is today. Patents cost a lot of money. Trademarks cost a lot of money. So if you're going to start your journey, make sure you do your homework don't show anybody your invention until you've got it covered. Because if you do, 
you'll lose the opportunity to patent it. And then anyone can go and make what you just invented. So it's it's been a journey and I am going to share more stories with you about the different things I did, how I had somebody on Facebook try and, um, what do they call it, trademark sit on my brand name. Um, he was a man from Nigeria, supposedly, whose name was Brarezi. That was just his first name. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a challenge. It's been uh, years of hard work and it's a seven-day-a-week job. So I work full-time during the day for someone else and then the rest of the hours are all about Brarezi. And now podcasting <laughs> has taken a bit of a, a slice of my time, but I'm really keen to share the story with all of you. So thank you again for watching and I hope you're subscribing to all our channels, watching us on YouTube and following us on Facebook. We've got lots of followers already on Instagram, which is amazing. And thank you to all my friends and family. But there's also people there I don't know. So we're doing really well. I hope you love our podcast and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone.